Engineer Does Education journey is because there were so many tips and tricks that I noticed we were implementing in the corporate world that teachers and just regular people could implement in their own lives. And one of the things that we haven't done yet, I'm so excited we're going to talk about today, and it's becoming a CEO. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Sam here, and I know your day's crazy, but I've got a quick idea to take your stress from overwhelmed to under control. So let's tackle systems from the classroom to your living room, one simple step at a time. This is the Simple Systems with Sam podcast. So what does it take to become the CEO of a major corporation? Well, it takes some experience, understanding a vision for what you want to do with the company and the ability to understand how to execute it. And what's nice about a company is then it's broken up into all of these departments, right? You might have a marketing department, you have the HR department, you have the product people, you have the research and development, depending on the company that you're running. You have all of these departments that have their own managers that are in charge of things. And they all have their own tasks. They all know what their job is, what the goal is, and they all filter up to the same overall goal as a company. It's the CEO's job to make sure that everybody stays on track and is working towards the right goal at the right pace and doing the right things, choosing the right projects. Well, we can take this mindset and decide to apply it to our own lives and almost remove some of the emotional aspect of things that we're trying to accomplish. Like a CEO, I'm very good at being like an impartial judge on a lot of things that are happening. When things upset me, I can tell myself you have 10 minutes to be upset and then you just got to move on with your life because that's not where we can sit. We can't be productive. We can't do all the things we need to do if we're continually just wallowing. So I've, I've been, I feel like a really good CEO of certain things. And I needed a little bit of a reminder that maybe this concept isn't as straightforward for some other people. And that I can show you some of the tips that I use to be a CEO of different aspects of my life and making decisions that are going to benefit the company or the goal as a whole. So for the CEO mindset to work, You have to decide what you want to be CEO of. There are certain things I am never going to try to be a CEO of my family because the CEO of my family is really just a taskmaster and driving people to do things that need to get done, but not because they want to. And there's just not a lot of fun in it. I'm never going to try to be CEO of my family, but I will be, for example, CEO of my my own health, I will be in charge of my own health. And I can take that mindset and say, okay, if I were the CEO of like, think almost inside out, you know, the movie from Disney, where there's just those little itty bitty people in your brain who are like guiding everything. And if you were one of those people whose sole purpose was to drive your health, what types of overarching goals would you have? And so it would be physical health, maybe mental health. um, And then maybe it's also a department of movement and a department of vitamins and minerals. (laughs) And you have all of these segmented places. The overall goal is to improve your health. 
And each of these departments is going to have their own little goal that they need to work on. As the CEO, you get to decide where you spend your time, where you spend your energy, and which departments are going to get most of your focus at a time. The trick is that you can't just give everybody equal importance. You are one CEO and you have all of these possible departments. Which parts are you going to spread your time and your attention to and which parts do you want to focus on and make sure that that is driving it home? So this combines a lot of other productivity principles that we've talked about in the past where you know that you cannot do everything all at once. So you have to not only prioritize your time, your energy, and your attention, but also try to figure out which goal is going to lead to the most success in other goals, or which little piece is going to give you the biggest leap towards your big goal and kind of start that domino effect that rolls downhill. So if you're CEO of your health, for example, and I have been listening to some podcasts that have been about vitamins. I don't know what kind of weird rabbit hole my brain has gone down, but this is where I am right now in my life. And so I have decided to prioritize the vitamins that I intake. I am not necessarily at a point in my CEO-ness of this company where I can prioritize all of the other aspects. I can tell myself that I have the time and energy right now to focus on taking my vitamins every day and making sure that I'm spending my time and money on good quality vitamins that I think are actually going to support the overall goal, which is improving my health in the long run. I can also be the CEO of my classroom. This is a fun one because that's kind of what we already are, but I feel like we don't look at it from a CEO's perspective where the goal of the classroom is to do what? What is the goal of your classroom? And this is where having a mission statement or a overall focus for your course and your classroom and your environment can really help. And so I know that the mission statement of my classroom is to drive curiosity and engagement for lifelong learners through the curriculum and activities we do today. That's what I want to do. I want them to ask questions. I want them to stay curious. I want them to always wonder about the world. And I want the things that I do in my classroom right now to support them doing that. And so I have to look at that as a CEO of my classroom and say, okay, what are my departments? Well, you've got the department of actual content knowledge, (laughs) the things that you need to know that you need to transfer to them. There's the department of grading, because let's be honest, it's got to have its own thing, the environmental department. And then maybe also you have the department of assistance. How are you supporting and assisting everybody in the classroom? You don't have to break it down too much, though, because the more you break it down, the more departments the CEO has to oversee, the, the murkier the whole goal of the company gets. So if my goal as a CEO is to enhance the curiosity and learning of my students through content and activities that we are going through then what type of environment factors are actually going to be helpful? And one of the things that I know for me is I struggle to keep my own teacher desk clean. And my teacher desk right now is at the very front of the classroom. Do I think that's inspiring anybody? 
Or is it distracting people? Because I personally find it distracting. So why in the world am I keeping my desk in front if I can't keep it clean? So that's one thing the Department of the Environment for my classroom needs to oversee. The other thing is, you know, freshmen, they leave things a mess. <laughs> and they take some time to train on how exactly they should leave your room. So that is what my environmental department is thinking about right now currently in my brain, but it's all leading back to the main goal. So how important is the environment and the kind of disaster of a mess to my main goal of inspiring curiosity? Really? It's a problem, but it's, it's not really hurting anybody's ability to learn. Now the environment that I'm creating of my haunted hallway (laughs) is actually engaging some students into learning about things because I'm having my students do decorations based off of the topics we're learning and trying to put up science in front of people's faces, which I feel really draws curiosity and lifelong learning and engagement from people outside of my classroom, which is also a great benefit. They're, they're my outreach team. And so I am putting a little bit of emphasis on that. But really my main emphasis right now is I know that my department of grading is behind. My department of grading is behind schedule to the point where I need to put more time, energy, and attention or money into it. And by money, I mean not paying my husband to help me grade some multiple choice problems so that I can get it done. And that's a decision that the CEO has to make. My content that I'm teaching is always going to have a steady amount of focus, a steady amount of income. We have weekly meetings where me, myself, and I come together and we discuss what the content is going to be coming up and we decide where we're going to put our focus and energy that we have left over into the content if it doesn't have to go to grading or the environment or regulations and activities. If those departments are fine, then my overall focus as a CEO is going to be focused on grading. And it's kind of like the legal department. Like nobody really wants to have a legal department, but you have to have it for you to function. And so I, as a CEO, have to make an impartial decision saying, I need to go ahead and work on this. Is it the fun stuff? Is it my environment and my cool decorations? No, it's not. But the CEO cares about the end goal. And the end goal is that grades are going to be due eventually. So you might as well get it done. And at home, you can be CEO of your own personal life. What types of things can you assign to a department in your life? And if it doesn't fit a department, does it truly belong? When it comes to the personal side of things, you really are going to have to focus in on a little bit more narrow of a topic than like you. You are the CEO of you, but you can turn to things like the CEO of health. Maybe you're the CEO of your household environment, and that might include the meals and the tidiness and the overall declutteriness of your home, if you will. There are so many options for how you can do that, but you are really looking at what do you need an impartial view on where you spend your time, money, and energy. If you're putting your time, money, and energy into things you don't really care about, then that's what people are going to see you spending on. You're going to be spending time, even though it's a finite resource, on something that you don't really enjoy. And that's a CEO move to look at something and say, is this time I'm spending, is this time the company is spending on this task actually getting us closer to the goal? 
And the goal can always be updated and changed. The mission statement can always be updated and changed. But the CEO's job is to move you towards that. The CEO's job is to allocate resources. And the CEO's job is to decide which department needs the most assistance and when. So which part deserves the most time? Which part deserves the most energy? And which part deserves the most money? There's combinations of those things, right? Like sometimes it takes a lot of time and energy together to come to a goal. Sometimes it can be a lot of energy for a short amount of time that moves you forward. Sometimes it's a lot of time, but not a lot of energy and maybe a little bit of money. But in the end, it's all about how you want to delegate those resources. And the more impartial you are, the more you put on a CEO hat and realize what your goal is that you're moving towards in each of these little mini companies of your life, the easier it's going to be for you to filter out the things that you don't really need to do, don't really have to spend time, energy, and money on, and focus on the things that you want to. It's going to tell you where you want to spend your money when it comes to the holidays, for example. As we come up on the holidays, it's a great time to start thinking about this right now. What type of CEO hat do you want to put on? Where do you want your departments that are broken down into probably um, food, family experiences, and gifts? Where are you putting your time, money, and energy based off of those four departments? You might have others. Um, There's travel. There's all these different things you can do. And if you realize that you'd rather put more energy and time into an experience like cookie decorating with the family or game nights, or you want to put it into food because food is how you share your love language and that's the memories that you have and you want to pass along, then you know then when you start planning that most of your schedule should be full of things that are going to support that end goal. And less of your schedule needs to be on whatever ranks last. And honestly, for a lot of us, I think it's gifts. And that's okay. We can still make people feel special, loved, and wanted without needing to go into all of our time, money, and energy. So being the CEO of your own life is going to help open up these options and allow you to really feel the freedom to cut things that don't matter and focus on the things that do, which is like the whole point of productivity. Remember, we're not trying to make more time so that we can add more to our plate. We're trying to simplify the things that need to get done so you can do more of the things that you want to do. And a lot of that might be a whole lot of nothing. It might be reading books on the couch and watching more Love is Blind because the season is weird and I can't quite figure it out yet. As we get closer to the holidays and the new year reset, we're going to be talking a lot more about goal setting and the areas that we can focus on. Also about reorganizing and decluttering mostly at school for the upcoming semester. I can't wait to see you then. Until next time. Thanks for hanging out today. I hope that this simple step will help build big results in your classroom, home, and life. Remember to subscribe, review, and tag me on social media at Engineer Does Education so we can build a simple system together.